It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah! What it do, baby? Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 745 of Locked on Raptors for Monday, July the 20th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. Today's show is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you're ever going to need at RockAuto.com. And also tell them that Locked on sent you more on them a little bit later on also just a heads up to please uh, check out all the stuff on the lockdown podcast network there's a million things going on right now as sports near a return baseball is back literally this week which will please today's guest i'm sure uh and so go and listen to the lockdown mlb season re-preview specials over on the Locked On MLB podcast with Sully. Uh, lots of uh, good stuff in there from all of the local hosts chiming in. Three or so minutes on all of their teams uh, to get you refreshed on what the hell they were doing when the season got stopped before it started back in March. Uh, very excited for baseball. I, 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 it's just the best. And uh, having it on Friday is going to be lovely. Uh, on today's show is someone who also loves baseball as we are going to dive into uh, some news out of the Raptors, a couple big uh, hirings and positional changes within the organization. The TV schedule as well is out for the upcoming restart down in Orlando. And we also got a couple mailbag questions in today. We were supposed to have Big V on, scheduling issue there. So it's just today's guest, Katie Heindel, the biggest baseball fan in the world. Katie, how are you? I was prepared to say something really nice like, oh, I remember <laughs> we were, we, it feels like we were just recording the 600th episode and now it's just a slog, Sean. Who cares? I'm not going to say anything nice. I had it. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, I'm here under duress. <laughs> uh, yeah, Katie hates baseball. That's fine. We, we tried to start a baseball chat in our Discord for the uh, basketball podcast, and Katie asked us to shut it down immediately. 
Delete this chat. That's what I said. Did we delete Um, the chat? It was other sports as the channel. No, it hasn't been deleted. I mean, I'll just (laughs) drop in every now and again to like express my disdain. But that's how it goes. Yeah, uh, we're not going to talk about baseball on today's show. Thank for God. that, yeah, for that, you though can listen to Friday's episode with myself, Mike DeStefano, and AJ Andrews as we did a Toronto Sports Roundtable. Lots of uh, Blue Jays talk in there about Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Nate Pearson and all the young, exciting players on the Jays. Uh, today, we're talking Raptors, of course, on this uh, podcast about the Raptors. Uh, like I said, we got some mailbag questions coming up a little bit later on, but we should get to some news, Katie, out of the team today john wiggins who previously was the director of basketball ops for raptors 905 i believe the first employee of raptors 905 back when they started up uh has been promoted to a new position with the raptors in charge of inclusion and community i should have pulled up the exact title because uh but i'm bad at my job so that's it i'm gonna pull it up right now he is the vice president of organizational culture and inclusion which is a very cool position uh that john wiggins takes over and uh it's it's awesome it's a really cool position that they've created here obviously this is actionable stuff that they're trying to do in response to the uh, social justice movement that's gone over the last couple months and we've been waiting katie for teams to actually take action and do things to tangibly improve their communities and uh, the world at large and it's nice to see the raptors taking a very tangible step forward in doing that yeah it's cool as hell and i think it's cool they looked uh internally they they brought someone on who's like had such a big hand in not just making the 905 like kind of as exciting and more of a like um i don't know household sort of like topic i'd say than a lot of other um d-league teams but also so i don't know there's just like a real you were there and i was there for like our time when we were with the raptors and there's just Mm -hmm. like such a palpable energy that's like running through that entire franchise i think Mm -hmm. um and i think it has to do with just like you know the number of women that are covering um, that team, like the number of people of color who are coloring that, like covering that team. And I just think like, I don't know, it's just, it makes a really big difference. Of course, my like pie in the sky would have been to hire a woman in this role, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Uh, John Wiggins. That's what his job is going to be to mm-hmm. look at, look at other <laughs> positions and who they can bring on board for that kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, he's put in a lot of years with the franchise. Like you said, like that 905, program and just sort of everything that goes down on down there is really special um you know in some of the conversations i had when i wrote my piece about the 905 and the women of the 905 um back in march just before the pause it was like the last thing i published before everything went to shit um on that like in my conversations there like john wiggins comes up all the time as sort of you know a a lot of the talk is about masai ujiri and shelby weaver with that with that team and sort of setting the pace and um being sort of the foundational pillars around which the diversity and inclusion is really enforced but john wiggins as well also constantly in those conversations as someone who's just constantly setting that tone of diversity and inclusion on the 905 and it's great that he's going to be brought in to do this on the big team level as well and that does not remove him from 905 duties of course no the 905 are not some separate entity from the raptors they're all Mm -hmm. part of the same group and that's amazing uh and very unique i think within the g league the way that sort of chemistry and the synergy and whatever other business words you want to use between the 905 and the big club you know it's it doesn't happen a lot around the league so um congrats to john wiggins great move by the raptors i think here and uh, also shout out to courtney charles who is now the director of basketball ops for raptors 905 he's been with the raptors since 2006 in all sorts of different uh different facets you know pr and working in the basketball ops side of things so 
uh, well-deserved promotion there for Courtney Charles as well, who's put in a ton of time with the team. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's nice to see positive steps forward. Yeah. Anything else else on that, Katie, before we move on? Yeah. I mean, I want to say that like, yeah. I think it was really cool, although it is like, this is one of those sort of like things we've talked about and been a little bit cautionary in terms of like a veneer uh, of like, change when the raptors rolled up to the bubble um in the buses Mm -hmm. that were like wrapped in black lives matter but like that's something that i think as cosmetic as it might seem it wasn't really because first of all like it was so impactful Mm -hmm. just like with like arriving to the bubble in that way i think we talked about this a little bit just of how it's like the the raptors franchise has always kind of set themselves apart just in like kind of put in action to words mm-hmm. um so that said like as as hardened as like i was to see that and honestly as like choked up as i got to see that to have this higher come on like so closely on the heels of that i think is the perfect example of how you back that kind of stuff up how you mm-hmm. showed like yeah we can wrap our buses in this big statement and also like for most of the, for the most part like nurse and the players when they've been on all the zoom calls they've been wearing black lives matter shirts like they've been quite vocal about it um but then you have something like this that shows like actually we're focused on this internally like at an organizational level too and like this is how everything kind of trickles down through the franchise yeah absolutely i think you know we've talked about this as it relates to how the nba is putting on their sort of messaging and you know the the many concerns that some raptors included have had with the Mm -hmm. sort of limiting of what the names and stuff can be on the back of jerseys and the concerns that have been expressed there and i think our concerns with the ability for the nba to actually put the black lives matter movement front and center in a way that matters as opposed to you know just sort of platitudes and you know that's not to say that symbolic stuff isn't good like you said like it's affecting and if the messaging is consistent and then there's also action to back it up then there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with symbolic messaging whatsoever as long as there is something to complement it and that is what the raptors have done here uh just to close off on this the quote from john wiggins is quote this position has the opportunity to directly impact change that's what excited me so much about the role the chance to impact change directly in my organization my community and my country said wiggins as an organization we're uniquely placed to do that we are the raptors and we are mlsc for me change is actionable i don't want to just say things they must be doable i have a position of power and i want to do powerful things uh it's exactly what you want to hear and shout out to I the to like that he's from mississauga move. yeah yeah absolutely and <laughs> you know the 905 have been a really great sort of hub for this type of thing in mississauga itself right like they're such a beloved team in that city and uh, mm-hmm. i think a lot of that goes to sort of the reaching out and, and the community work that they do so um Awesome stuff and good good on the Raptors who I think I've kind of proven here that they do things uh, right more often than not. So um, that uh, makes you feel good as much as all of this, everything that's going on with the NBA and the uh, very clear billionaire agendas that are at play in the return and all that stuff. It's nice to know that the team you like uh, has a heart and does the things the right way. So shout out to the Raptors on that. Katie, we are going to continue uh, talking about the Raptors and some breaking news from today as it pertains to the schedule being released, the TV schedule, that is. And we're going to get to your mailbag questions as well. But first, I want to tell people about rockauto.com, which is a family business serving online auto parts customers for 20 years. Go to 
rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. This is such a wonderful site for somebody like me who is scared of cars, who is liable to get charged way too much money when I go to the mechanic because I know nothing about anything. Rockauto.com makes it super easy. You can find the parts that you need for a much lower price. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate as well. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much money for the exact same parts? I have to take my car in tomorrow to get a whole bunch of stuff done on it, oil change, all that stuff. And if they tell me I need any spare parts added to the car, guess where I'm getting them? I'm not getting them from the mechanic. I'm going to order them from rockauto.com and then put them in myself. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box so they know that we sent you as well. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you're ever going to need at rockauto.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, Katie, we got some words today. Before we get to a couple of mailbag questions, we got some words today that the uh, broadcast schedule has been announced. TSN and Sportsnet will be sharing the duties. Uh, ESPN will have a whole bunch of these games, NBA TV, TNT, all that stuff, of course, as well. Uh, but you'll see the, T- the TSN and Sportsnet broadcast up here in the Great White North. Uh, let's actually start off, Katie. There's going to be a few games. We get to see the Raptors play on Friday. Did you realize this? I did not realize this till today, and I got... Quite excited. Again, conflicted. Don't think this is a good idea. Pretty gross all, all around. But I can't lie. I'm excited to see the Raptors play basketball again. And they have a few scrimmages in the lead up to their first game against the Lakers on August 1st against the Houston Rockets on the 24th this Friday. Then the uh, 26th, they take on Portland on Sportsnet. And then on TSN on the 28th, they take on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, all in uh, preparation for their first game Saturday, August 1st, which is just over a week and a half away now, which again, crazy, doesn't make sense to me. Still probably a bad idea, but very excited. Katie, how, uh, how excited are you for these meaningless scrimmages? Because uh, I feel like these are going to be like the most watched things on TV in Canada in the last year. I don't think they're like, is this a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because like, I mean, I know they've been practicing together, and probably doing like I don't know, probably doing something like close to the scrimmage internally. But I just feel like, do you really want to televise your first <laughs> game, even if it's like a <laughs> scrimmage game against another team? Considering like it might be kind of rusty. Um, I guess you could look at it like psychologically from the perspective that if it is a little bit messy, you could throw everybody off. 
because mm-hmm. then you come back a little bit stronger. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's exciting. I think it's funny that it's billed. It's like at prime time, basically mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. 7.30 PM. <laughs> it will be treated absolutely like a, like a real game. I guess I'm most excited to see the setup of where they'll be playing, how mm-hmm. that looks. If this is actually like just going to be on one of the practice courts or if this will be on like the court that they'll use mm-hmm. broadcasting. Like these are the weird sick things that I'm more excited for. And I still think to be fair, like I still think I haven't got my head around the idea that basketball is coming, like yeah. the actual play. Like we've been talking about the bubble and the intricacies and like the logistics and like the safety and everything about the bubble for so long, even before the players got there, even more so when they got there, that I still am like, oh yeah, play is going to result out of all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still the end goal. So that'll be kind of a surprise, I guess, nice to see. No, I didn't realize it was going to be this soon, though, to answer <laughs> your first question. I did not. Yeah, it really snuck up on me when I saw that report. So um, yeah, I mean, look, it's not going to be good basketball. I would counter your uh, maybe reservations about them televising it with, they aired those Japan preseason games earlier this year against that's the Rockets. Different. That's they different. They were awful though. games though. They were yeah. truly dreadful. Like, but that's like jet lagged and to start I think you preseason. kind of anticipate that, right? There's like a different mm-hmm. feeling here that even though you know they – they should not be coming back like fully ready to play. There's still something that's like, well, it's still this season. Mm-hmm. And I think people in your head, you have a hard time like circumnavigating around the, this huge gap that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Plus all the awkwardness of just like for them to play again. I'm sure there's going to be just some like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, are there not sensitivities around like how close you're going to get to like guys are going to get to each other? Do you know what I mean? Like, is that the kind mm-hmm. of stuff they'll be able to put out of their heads? Like it might be interesting to watch from that like angle, like just to see what players are doing, but everything, everything about basketball in the bubble is going to be like twofold, right? It's never going to mean just like what it does on the surface. Mm-hmm. It's like, are they happy? Are they feel okay? <laughs> you know, like, Oh shoot. Like, are they too close? Like, don't lick, don't lick your hands and touch the ball. Like all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, Hey, if you're James Harden, you've made a living uh, practicing social distancing while playing defense your entire <laughs> career. Hey, so it's going to be fine. Um, I have to say, I do like for the regular broadcast schedule. I'm a big fan of some of these like outlier times and I wish this was regular mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. a 1 30 p.m game on a Monday yeah on a Monday mm-hmm. a 2 p.m game on a Sunday I guess that's more like matinee that's kind of normal um I don't know why we're doing a 9 p.m on a Friday night when everyone's in the eastern time zone but whatever mm. do you <laughs> the times are just like they're all over the place they are pretty whack yep uh I only can't... two are at the same time consistently I'm really concerned that we're gonna just like we've we've gone so long without sports that i feel like there might be like an insane overdose that takes place when what it's you like <laughs> you're sitting down to watch like 12 hours of basketball on one screen and then if you're a hockey fan like 12 hours of hockey on another screen and then baseball's going on it just feels like there's going to be a lot and we might not get anything done <laughs> well, not for me but i yeah, guess for other you, people that watch only other like the yeah you sports. like the good sport and not the bad <laughs> sure. sports. that's fair um but yeah, for, you might uh, have to pick and choose, you know, to what you mm-hmm. give your your newly found like uh, honed attention to. And also mm-hmm. you might find yourself like not having as much attention span as you once did. 
Yeah. Again, I don't like any of this. I think it's all a terrible idea. And I think, you know, there's a very real chance that things go horribly wrong. But like, I don't know. I think it's okay. I think it's okay to feel conflicted and feel both excitement and also concern about everything. Like, I think that is probably the stock feeling that most people should have right now. If you don't have the concern thing, I I don't know. You're probably missing the point a little bit here, but um like, I, I don't know. How are you, how are you reckoning with it, Katie? I know you're, I mean, I, we're both pretty anti-bubble. I, I think that's pretty clear from uh, our mm-hmm. many conversations, but I will say like, it's just, it's, I don't know. I'm finding myself getting more excited and I feel gross about it, but I'm not sure if I should <laughs> feel gross about it. It's very silly. I mean, I'm like kind of biding my time. I've like I just wrote a big thing about rituals mm-hmm. and like superstitions um, and how those are kind of going to be, how a lot of those are lost in the bubble, but how the league can like bring those back. So I guess I'm focusing on that kind of psychological busy work to maybe make myself feel a little mm-hmm. bit better about it. But I actually am heartened to see like some of the ways that the league is like adapted um, and is like bringing things in in real time and listening to players of what they want, what's going to make them more comfortable, what's going to make them feel a little bit more normalized in this mm-hmm. like extremely abnormal uh, artificial place. Um, it worries me because like you're, we're still hearing about like um, like Pat Connaughton and who else on the Bucks is like tested positive and still Eric hasn't Bledsoe. joined. But yeah. so yeah, like they haven't joined the team and like that is still happening. Like. I'm a little bit worried for like, I feel like we've heard about players who haven't, who tested positive or haven't joined teams yet. And then we just don't hear from them again, or they come in under the cover of night, like James Harden did. (laughs) So I think that's still a little bit weird and iffy to me. Right. And like the, like the proximity, I don't doubt that they're handling things properly internally, but I, I just, I'd like to see positive tests slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when play is set to start in like a matter of days, you know? So I think like once maybe that first hurdle is is over like play and we see what the results are, I'll feel a little bit more relieved. And I won't feel bad about feeling relieved because theoretically they'll be safe, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, it does sound like they're, they've been pretty clean when it comes to testing of those who are inside the bubble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, I think there's a little bit of, like lack of clarity as to when exactly did Russell Westbrook or Eric Bledsoe or whoever else test positive. Like this could have been a few weeks ago and they're still just waiting for clearance. Like it's not as though they just tested positive yesterday or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And maybe they're just being extremely safe, which I would hope they are. It's the only way to go about things here. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I've, I know I've been like a real, real anti-bubble person on every platform on which I, uh, (laughs) host anything it just it's when you see that tangible like game on the schedule you know what you're doing on friday night now at 7 30 it's uh it kind of hits differently and you know i don't think it's gonna you know drop my guard of how worried and you know <laughs> against all of this i really am at, at my core but um I, you know as you get more evidence and you learn more about sort of the way that things are set up in the bubble and how bus drivers are being tested every day and you know anyone who's in close contact with players is being tested every day and it's just it seems as though players are kind of acclimatizing i'm starting to maybe soften my uh grizzly you know don't do any of this shit it's a terrible idea stance. <laughs> so it's uh it's it's all very complex. There is no black and white here. I think that's the the way to think about all of this, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Katie, let's uh, move on to take a look at some mailbag questions in just a second. But first, I want to remind people, go check out Locked On Blue Jays and Locked On Leafs as your Toronto sports teams are also about to come back and play under various circumstances. The Blue Jays still don't even know where the hell they're playing yet. Maybe Pittsburgh, maybe Buffalo, maybe Dunedin, Florida. Hopefully not. Um, but AJ Andrews has you covered over there as uh, she keeps you posted every single day on what the Blue Jays are up to before the season starts on Friday. Again, I don't know how. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, all right, Katie, let's get into some mailbag questions here. We've got uh, a couple that came in. We'll probably save a couple for later on in the week as we try to fill out the weekly calendar but first question here comes from our pal at midlife vertical 40 and dunking since cooking and fashion are probably out of the question what new concept should Serge Ibaka create a YouTube series around while in the bubble sorry I was muted um (laughs) (laughs) you're an aggressive muter this was talked about on another podcast you were on I think about how who did who said that I think it was Corbin after we went on uh Corbin's show last week, he did another episode of the quarantine cast, which you should go listen to, um, where he was should talking you? about how I don't know <laughs> about how aggressive a muter you are, which he? is fine. Yeah, you're just mindful of background. He noise. said that on another episode. I think so. Yeah, that's well. We're gonna have some words. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I feel like that's a very thoughtful thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do that because uh, where I am, as you know, there can be a lot of really weird ambient background sounds. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, it's just habit. Whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's good etiquette. Don't make Nothing, me feel bad about it. I'm not making you feel bad about it. It's great. I, I <laughs> okay. really enjoy when you realize you have to unmute yourself and the, like the drum beat that kicks in when you press your unmute button. It's beautiful stuff. It's part of podcast canon. I'm not oh, you can hear it, it whatsoever. Oh yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> it's fun though. <laughs> it's like, uh, Katie's back. <laughs> okay. Well, I like that, I guess. Yeah. Um, what do I want Serge to have a show about? Yes. The bubble. I mean, he could have a, I mean, no, LeBron's going to kind of co-opt that barbershop pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually doing episodes of his show in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. It's been announced. So probably not that. Um, I don't know, like maybe nature walks. Like I was reading that there <laughs> are running and bike trails uh, in the bubble that players have access to. It would be cool if he did that and he had like, not alone, I wish like he, him to have a guide with him mm-hmm. uh, in case he comes across any strange reptiles or birds. <laughs> um, they could expand that to uh, being out on the water. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if he had like a fishing, <laughs> it'd be funny <laughs> if he had like a fishing episode, like that really paid homage to the like 
very strange genre of like the fishing, the sports fishing show that mm-hmm. is mostly silence and like chasing things <laughs> and like about 20 seconds of action. I think Serge would be pretty good at that. The thing about those co- those fishing shows as well is there's often a little like three or four minute feature where a chef will come in and teach you a fish dish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this takes place on, uh, I, I don't know the names of the shows. Uh, there's one that where that definitely takes place. It might have happened on a few. Um, so like that could be Serge's bag too. I, I like the idea of the nature walks and I'm thinking of, did you ever watch the show Wild Things with Dominic Monaghan, the guy from no. Lost and Lord of the Rings? I did not. Okay. Well, he just did like a show where he would travel to remote locations and uh, just like go looking for animals and usually very dangerous ones. Would he get bit? Is it like one of those ones where they're like, I'm going to get stung? I think he did get bit a couple times by some things. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Those things are incredibly stupid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, But I like Serge just kind of going around and like, hey, this is a a, a peacock. Hey, this is an alligator. Let's uh, let's let's check out this alligator. I kind of like that. Yeah. You could also fold that. You could while you have the bridge of like the fishing show to a cooking segment. You could also have a bridge of the alligator and or bird watching to clothing that Serge has worn. (laughs) Um, Being like, yeah, I love alligator. I have like a, a an alligator pair of boots, or like I have like this plume in a coat that I. I love our hat that I wear. Hmm. I could see this plume fitting very well into that hat. Mm-hmm. Things Just like that. Sizing up python. animals to be turned into clothing. <laughs> yeah, here's my python. This reminds me of a python bag I have. Hmm. Why not? <laughs> uh, animal rights activists listening, we do not endorse this idea. We're just throwing the idea out. It's there already out there. He's do. already got those pieces of clothing. So th- mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not suggesting he catch those animals and then make clothes out of them. It's like he could <laughs> say what it. You know, this reminds me of a line that like this um, this fashion house did in like this for their runway show of this like fashion mm-hmm. week you know mm-hmm. i like that i also like the idea of him doing just a straight fishing show where he claims to be the first person to take up fishing in the bubble yes uh and then <laughs> just like says that he put everybody else on fishing as though it were like a, a trend that he set um I, th- I think norm powell could be a fun guest uh with all of his fish tails <laughs> his photoshopping fish yeah 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 um good good job norm but that's a very good photo i, I had i took a second I, I knew it was not real the oh picture of the enormous tuna but <laughs> i had to, it took me one second to realize like it. no offense it was not even the sight like the fish that threw me off i was just like he's not even that strong not yeah, like not yeah. that norm norm is probably one of the stronger people like on the tee, but I just mean like no one is that strong. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan couldn't lift up his marlin that he that he no. uh, got from the ocean. Then that, that, I don't think Norm's lifting up twelve hundred pounds. Those things or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like the idea of a surge fishing show, and I mean just like trying the food, like maybe sort of like a he could do some sort of chopped uh, like show. Maybe he hosts a cooking competition show where different players have to make things out of the trays of food they receive. I'd like to see him go down into the kitchens and like get in people's way. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Like those poor chefs that are like working around the clock to like feed, (laughs) like to get me to make sure all these players get the amount of calories that they need per day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'd like to see Serge just kind of sashay in there and be like, what are you doing? How are you seasoning this? Like, you know, this is how I would do it and Mm -hmm. really get in the way. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be very endearing. 
Yeah. Uh, there's really no shortage of ideas here. If Serge needs any ideas. Um, Jordy, hit us yeah, up. Yeah, Jordy, what's up? Uh, <laughs> we, we have some thoughts, but there'll be something, I think. There's got to be. Although I guess the film crew can't really be in there, so he would have to maybe film things himself, but maybe he will. Yeah, we could st- strap a GoPro on his head or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like the open gym crew is there actually. So maybe they can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like contract their gear out for the day or something. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Next question here. We'll wrap it up with this. Uh, we got a great question from Rob Senta, but we'll probably save that for more of a uh, basketball heavy episode where we're looking at sort of the X's and O's on the court. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Thanks to Rob for that. Rob's the best. Uh, Jay Rosales, whoever sends in a question that is very much in line with what we just talked about, Katie. He asks, unleash your inner Rashawn Holmes. What food cuisine dish would you break quarantine for? What did he break? Does anyone know? Did, was it actually know. announced? No, I don't know. So last week on our radio show, um, we talked about this. And I personally added to my uber eats account the grand floridian to my uh <laughs> to my uber eats to see what was nearby uh, i almost ordered something to there later in the week uh and may have gotten somebody booted from the bubble i don't know but um thankfully caught myself but i was looking at the sort of stuff around there there's quite a bit of selection in particular sort of caribbean food uh there's a lot of dominican places around there a lot of great latin american food um which all speaks to me a lot but that that's there's i don't know i could we couldn't really pin down exactly what it was that rashawn holmes left left honestly mine would probably be like an iced coffee (laughs) it would be something extremely stupid um like a bit like you know it's 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 not a necessity it wasn't like my body was like oh i can't get these like specific vitamins or things like you know it's missing from my meal here uh in the disney kitchens it would just be like a strong good iced coffee mm-hmm. i also had uh, one of the best iced coffees probably in my life in miami so like i florida doesn't really mess around with coffee <laughs> uh, like cuban especially like cuban coffee mm-hmm. um oh man i'm just thinking about it now yeah i would <laughs> i would break well i would break quarantine for that specific iced coffee mm-hmm. but knowing me and just like desperation and not i don't know just like being a bit of a baby about it that's probably what would happen yeah, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I like the idea of it just sort of being like a small comfort that it maybe is not mm-hmm. uh, all that sort of you're, like you're going to be able to find an iced coffee in the bubble. Just how good is that? Um, Even if you have to just make your own dinky one mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the room, you know, we've seen players bring in their own. I have really laughed at like the t- I think it was like there were two. I think Bellinelli and someone else brought in an espresso machine mm-hmm. because they were like, well, Americans don't really have great coffee. But then I was like, but Nespresso's also pretty shitty. <laughs> but kudos to you, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not much of a coffee uh, snob. The only I, Outside of like Tim Horton's coffee, I'll drink anything. So I, I don't think that would be my selection. I do think, I can't imagine, and this is something that I've come across in like when you go to a cafeteria, sometimes the Raptors media meal will serve this and they just don't do it quite right. Um, just some like extremely good jerk chicken. Like they've had jerk chicken at the Raptors media meal before. It's just like kind of sad. If you go to any sort of like, like cafe or like buffet or anything like that, um, cafe cafeteria, um, not to be cafe, all hoity, not to be all hoity toity. Um, but <laughs> yeah, perfect restaurant. <laughs> cafe buffet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
all you can drink iced coffee. Uh, it sounds like you're a perfect restaurant too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like anytime you get it sort of made in bulk, it just doesn't work. It, they, they don't do the seasonings correctly. They don't do the, the rice and, and beans correctly. And so I would just say a really good, I might just like a whole order from a really good Caribbean spot, whether it's uh, in addition to a jerk chicken meal, you know, something like uh, like a roti or some oxtail or something like that, I would uh, really load up and keep it for leftovers, I think would be my bubble breaking. It's uh, thankfully I don't have to do that. I discovered there's a really, really good uh, jerk chicken place, like a three minute walk from my house that I had never walked by before because it's just like a direction I've never walked near my house, but it's right there and it's, uh, it's wonderful. Don't have to break quarantine for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I got there. Katie, you've probably reached the end of this year's podcast. Do you have anything you'd like to uh, plug or anything you'd like to promote or add to the discourse from, discourse from today? I'd like to promote considerate muting on calls and podcasts. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to plug um, a piece I wrote that just came out this morning on the importance of safeguarding player rituals and routine in the mm-hmm. NBA bubble, which... Uh, was basically inspired as most of the things in my life are by PJ Tucker's uh, dressing, tunnel dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the NBA said they were going to take it away and then they brought it back, but like I was curious as to what some other rituals would be that would change, uh, change shape or like be gone altogether in the bubble and kind of what the league can do to look at that. I have not yet read it, but I'm hoping there's something in there about LeBron throwing hand sanitizer in the air as opposed to uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah that could work Uh I mean I will say it was very fun because uh, I likened it to writing it was like writing horoscopes and also like an academic psychological paper Mm -hmm. Um, so which turns out I guess to be my beat because they wrote it incredibly fast but you probably (laughs) won't read anything else today that uses like you know words like mystical um (laughs) like psychic psychic cosmic barriers um you know things ceremony things like that uh alongside basketball players i uh highly endorse that also i want to shout out pieces that both you and big v wrote last week uh you wrote a wonderful long-form feature on mental health in the bubble speaking to kyle guy of the sacramento kings among others um and vivek jacob our pal wrote a wonderful piece about norm powell sort of using his voice and becoming the veteran leader in the raptors locker room uh who's been really vocal on the black lives matter movement and the uh lack of commitment on the nba side at least when it comes to jerseys and the jersey names and so i highly recommend both of those pieces i'm so proud of the both of you and uh it's wonderful that you guys <laughs> decide to slumber with me it's great uh, thank you well there's one thing about vivek and i we just love to write we can't help ourselves so please yeah. read what we're writing because sometimes it feels like screaming into the void hey uh the void it's not the void i mean i guess if i'm the only person reading it which hey maybe that's the case if you want to refer to me as the void then fair but there's at least <laughs> one person who reads everything you guys write because uh you two are wonderful and uh, so, so thankful that you guys decided to hang out with me on this here podcast uh, with a guy who does not ever write despite claiming to be a writer. Uh, 
<laughs> quite bad at that part of it. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode. Please uh, subscribe to, rate, and review this here podcast as long, along with all the other Lockdown shows that you want to support, covering the teams that you like. Uh, it's very much appreciated when you go ahead and do that. We'll be back again later this week with a bunch of great stuff. We're going to continue our NBA Restart Preview Series with Adam Aronson, uh, Sixers Adam. He's going to join us to talk about the Sixers tomorrow. Might hear that Wednesday, but that's going to come. Uh, and lots of other great stuff on the way that we will continue to tease throughout the week. Until then, thank you so much. We will talk to you again on Tuesday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.